Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's his name that reigns above all. His name that runs, it reigns above all others. Tonight, we get to worship Jesus. We get to stand in his presence. And we get to, we get to experience him. Father, thank you for, for bringing your spirit into this house. Jesus, thank you for your name. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for dying on the cross and being raised again from the dead just for us in this moment. Father, for everybody in this room and everybody that's online, you have done it. God, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for bringing your spirit into this place. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You can all be seated. What an amazing atmosphere this is in God's presence. I'm, I'm praying that tonight that presence continue on into this message. You know, th this is... Uh, an opportunity for me to share with you what the Holy Spirit has been pouring into me. And even today, God was pouring into me this message. And, and so hopefully it comes out right. I'm leaving it up to the Spirit right now. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it got finished just maybe an hour ago, all right? <laughs> no, the, the Holy Spirit is good, and the Holy Spirit will always always speak. And so I'm so thankful to be up here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Rob Bruner, and I'm known as like that announcement guy usually, all right? The announcement guy who asks for our money, and then, then we get to listen to the real guy, Pastor Landon, right? Uh, but my name is Rob, and I'm so honored. I always am honored to be up here and to be able to speak to you and just to share with you what God has been pouring into me. And so uh, tonight I want to I wanna get real candid with you, real honest for a minute here, okay? Can I do that? Can I do that? Um, point number one, don't write this down, by the way, okay? <laughs> I'm not a theologian, okay? All right? Point, that's point number one. I'm not a theologian. I, I don't know everything about the Bible, there's a lot of people that know a lot more about the Bible than I do. I was raised in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school until I graduated high school. But there's a lot of people that know a lot more about the Bible than me. And I strive and I study and I, I long to be like them. But I am not what I would consider a theologian. My wife knows a lot more about the Bible than me. But I, yeah, let's give her a hand. She's amazing. She... She pours into me all the time, and I ask her questions about the Bible, and she gives me gracious answers and ideas, and then she looks at me like, they really allow you to get up there and talk to people? <laughs> but, yeah, they do. I, I don't know why sometimes. But point number two, you ready for point number two? I'm not perfect, Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm far from perfect. And I count myself in good company 
with most of the people that the Bible talks about. And so I'm okay with that. I mean, I strive and I strive, but I am, I am not perfect. And point number three, because all messages should have three points, right? That's what Pastor Landon told me at least. So point number three, it doesn't matter. Because God will speak through those who are willing to listen. Through those who are willing to listen to him and hear his voice and respond to God. And I strive to listen to God. I'm learning to listen to God. This is a new thing for me, guys. I haven't been doing this my whole life. But I strive to listen to God and to hear God. Because God will speak through those who listen. And I'm learning. And, and I, I hope and I, I try to hear from God every day. And some days I do and some days I don't. But the one thing I do know is on those days I don't, it's not because he's not speaking to me. It's because I'm not listening. It's because I'm not hearing. And so tonight I want to talk to you about hearing from God. That, that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. It's about hearing from God. And this could be like a 10-part series, you know, easily, all right? I mean, we could spend all year talking about how to hear from God. And so I'm not going to talk about all of it. I'm going to talk about what God's been pouring into me. And I was, I was going to say this is the second part of my relationship series just because I've always wanted to have a series, but <laughs> it's not actually. But the last time I came up here, I talked about relationship with God. And for those of you who are here, uh, you, you may or may not remember, I talked about rest. To have a relationship with God, we need rest so that God can pour into us and we can live from that overflow. And then I said, relationship re with God requires restoration. In only the way that Christ can provide it through his death on the cross and through his resurrection. And then the third thing, Relationship with God requires response. We need to respond to God to have relationship with him. But I missed something there. I realized it. There's a really important piece of response. Because you can't respond to God if you don't first hear what he has to say. And tonight I want to talk to you about hearing what he has to say so that we can respond. So it kind of is the second part in the series, right? Just, just a little bit, all right? Now just, let, just pretend with me so it makes me happy. But many Christians kind of ask, well, how do I hear from God? A lot of, a lot of Christians say, I, I haven't heard from God or I don't hear from God. I don't know how to hear from God. And I like to explain it like this. The Bible says that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. It's a familiar voice. Our God's voice is a familiar voice. We are his sheep, and he is our shepherd, so we do know his voice. Even if you think you haven't heard his voice, you have heard his voice. You just haven't had the ear to hear. And so you have heard his voice. And it's kind of like the days 
before caller ID. You guys remember that? Probably you do not. But uh, <laughs> some of us in here remember those days before caller ID, right? And we would have to actually pick up the phone to see who was calling us. You know, hello. And th there were certain people that would call you and you would know their voice. You know, I'd pick up the phone. Mom? Oh, yeah, mom. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going down to the community pool with the Nelsons. And, and no, I won't race my moped down the alley or or shoot BB guns or fireworks or any of that. Okay, I love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. All right? You know, you would know their voice. And even now, you know, if Joy called me on the phone and I didn't happen to see who it was first, you know, sometimes when I'm in the car and, and I don't know who's calling, I just press the, the answer button, I know her voice. I know her voice in an instant. I know it's her. And it's because I talk to her every day. I ask her questions about the Bible, and she tells me what I should say, right? <laughs> but I know her voice because I have relationship with her. We talk every day. I ask her questions. She asks me questions. We share with each other. We, we pull little questions out of the marriage jar, right? And we talk about those things. Those are great. And we do that. And so I know her voice, e even when I don't see who's calling. And nobody can call me up and pretend to be her and fool me, okay? Nobody's going to do that. It, and it's not like I'm not going to recognize her voice, like, oh, bring, bring milk home from, from before I come home from work? Um, well, first you're going to have to tell me who this is. No, I, I know it's her. That would never happen. And nobody's going to fool me into thinking that they are her. Because I have relationship with her. And you know what is even more? Is if she sent me text messages, I would know it was her because of the way she speaks and what she says. You know, if she sent me a text message that said, good morning, I love you, I know it's joy. Okay? If she sent me a text message that said, it's Thursday, put the trash can out, you know, I know it's joy, all right? <laughs> Nobody else would tell me to put the trash can out on trash day. But because of what she says and how she says it, I don't need to say, oh, yep, that's, that's joy calling me. Or that's, that's joy's text message. Because I know her voice because we have relationship. And in the same way, we need to have relationship with our God. We need to know his voice so well that the, the imposter can't fool us. We know, not even necessarily by the sound of his voice, by, but by what he says. And the way we're going to do that is by spending time in the word and spending time in prayer, talking to our God every day, talking to our Father, spending time in meditation with our Father so that we know his voice. And we'll know his voice, not just by his voice, but by what he says. I'm telling you, if you think you're hearing from God and God is telling you to do something that's contrary to what the Bible says, you're not, okay? If, if you think you're hearing from God and, and he's telling you to, you know, cuss somebody out on Facebook, that's not God, all right? If, if you think you're hearing from God and he's telling you to, to love on somebody and to show somebody love that you don't want to show love, that's God.
you know it's God by what he's saying and how he says it. But you don't know that unless you spend time with God. Unless you understand that he wants us to love people. Unless you've read all the hundreds of verses that talk about Jesus loving on people that most people wouldn't love. Then you know it's God. In 1 Samuel 3, there's a story about Samuel. And Samuel is laying in bed. And he hears a voice. And this voice says, Samuel. Real creative, huh? It says, Samuel. And it's a familiar voice to him. And so he gets up and he goes into the other room and he says, Eli, is, am, are you calling me? And Eli says, no, I'm not calling you. Go back to bed. And Samuel goes back to bed. And again, he hears a voice, says, Samuel. And he gets up and he says, Eli, you called me? And Eli says, no, go back to bed. Man, stop waking me up. You didn't say that, but that's paraphrasing. But Samuel goes back to bed, and a third time he hears somebody call his name, Samuel, and he goes to Eli, and he says, Eli, you called me. Eli realizes what's going on and says, it's the Lord calling me. Go back to bed, and when the Lord calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And it also says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He didn't know the voice because he didn't yet know the Lord. He was learning to know the Lord at that time. And he ran to what was familiar. It was a familiar voice, but he ran to what he knew was familiar. And so how many times do we run to what's familiar but we're running to the wrong person. We're running to the wrong thing in our life when we should be running to God. <sighs> but just hearing God is not enough. You can hear God all day long, but if you don't listen and respond, it's meaningless because God's speaking to us all day long. You may say, well, God doesn't speak to me. No, that's not true. God is speaking to you every day. But sometimes we just are not listening. It's kind of like this room right now, really quiet. Do you know that there's radio signals all around you right now? All around your head, there's people talking, there's music happening all around you right now, right now. Can you hear it? 92.9, calf country, right? Some good country music, Josh. Yeah. I can't hear it because we're not tuned into the right frequency. We need our radio to be able to be tuned into the right frequency. God is all around us speaking all the time, but we have to tune him in. We have to understand his frequency and we have to listen 
Sometimes we don't hear from God because we've turned off our radio. We don't want to hear him. Maybe we're, we're turning off our radio trying to save our batteries for that emergency, right? We're, we're waiting for that emergency where we really need to hear from God. You know, let me, when, when I really want to hear from God, I'll turn it back on because I don't want to accidentally hear something that I don't want to hear because it might be something that disrupts what I want to do. We need to keep our radio on. Our batteries are not going to die. These are rechargeable. These are God batteries, all right? They don't die. We need to keep our radios on and always be listening for what God has for us. We need to know God to be able to hear God. Unlike Samuel, I want to read you a passage real quick about a couple in the Bible that knew God's voice. They could hear God. They knew God's voice. It was so clear. You might know them, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, right? Okay. Gen- <laughs> yeah, you know them. Yeah, Genesis 3, 8 through 10. I, w- I want to read this to you. Then the man and his wife heard They heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They heard his footsteps. They heard the impression of God. Sometimes when God speaks to us, it's an impression. It's a leading. It's a whisper. It's familiar. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? God said, where are you? Where are you, son? Where are you, daughter? Is God calling you and you're not hearing? Or maybe you're hearing and you're not listening. What's interesting and what I love about that passage is they clearly heard God. They knew God's voice and they heard God. Why did they hide from his voice? Because of sin. Sin separates us from the voice of God. Sin makes us afraid to hear the voice of God. There's so many things that can step in between us and the voice of God. And at that moment, they were afraid of the voice of God. God never intended for us to choose between good and evil. You know that? He never intended for us to eat from the tree of good and evil and have to choose between good and evil, between right and wrong. God intended for us to choose life. God intended for us to choose life and live by his voice and his words. But so many of us say, well, experience is the best teacher. 
right? Experience is the best teacher. No, God's voice is the best teacher. Experience messes us up. <laughs> but so many people say that experience is the best teacher. Well, if I hadn't done that wrong, I, I wouldn't know how to do this today. Well, if I hadn't have gone broke in my life, I wouldn't know how to manage money today. No, if you would have listened to God and put him first in your life and your finances, you'd have never gone broke in the first place. God's voice is the best teacher. Experience is what happens, but God's voice is the best teacher. And he never, he never intended for us to have to choose between right and wrong, for us to choose between experience and his voice. He wanted us to live life by his voice. And so now we need to choose to live life by his voice and not by experience. And trust me, I, I know about living by experience and learning from experience. And, and a lot of times I'm like, well, that, you know, that was, that was, you know, it taught me something. It taught me something. Well, yeah, I guess it did. But if I would have listened to God in the first place, it would have saved me so much pain. God does not want us to feel pain. God gives us rules and regulations to, to, to help us not feel pain. God talks to us, and, and we have to listen and hear him because he doesn't want us to feel pain. Sin separates us from God and God's voice. God said, where are you? Where are you? And trust me, it's not easy once you start hearing from God. Because once you start hearing from God, you've got a choice to make. You can listen or you can ignore. Because once you turn on that radio all day long, you have to choose to listen and respond or ignore. And I know some of you have been there, and I've definitely been there where God has talked to me and I've made an excuse like, oh, that, that must not be God. He wouldn't want me to embarrass myself by like talking to somebody about Christ in the middle of this room full of people, right? He wouldn't want that. Of course God would want that, right? God wants that. He's talking to you. When he, when he says that, you know by what he says that it is God talking. And I'll tell you, there have been times where God has told me to do things and I've made an excuse and I've said, Ah, oh, that's not God. <laughs> There's no way that could be God. That's just me. That's just my, my thoughts. And I, and I have to live with that. But when we, when we hear the voice of God, we have to choose to hear it, to listen to it, and to respond to the voice of God. God says, where are you? Where are you? And I think that's bigger than him just talking to Adam and Eve. I think we can take a lot from this. Josh, would you mind joining me? I want you to do something for me. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. This, this is going to be a time just for you. Okay? And I want you to think about a time where you were full of shame. 
where shame was just overcoming you from whatever had happened in your life at that time. You were so full of shame, you didn't want to get out of bed. You were so full of shame, you didn't want anybody to know. Now I want you to imagine yourself in the garden, hiding in a tree, at the base of a tree, hiding behind a tree, sitting down just full of shame and pain. And I know that this can be painful. But then you hear something. You hear God in the garden walking towards you. You hear the the crunch of the leaves and the breaking of sticks. Crack, crunch. As he walks closer to you, you hear the impression of God. You don't hear his voice yet, but you hear the impression of God. And your hands start to tremble. And your heart starts to beat. And and your adrenaline really starts to go. Because you know that God is coming. And then you hear the voice of God saying, where are you? Where are you, son? Where are you, daughter? He knows where you're at. He wants you to respond. And you stand up and you say, here I am. I was hiding because I was afraid. I was hiding because I knew I had done something wrong. I was hiding because I was full of shame. But God's telling you, I'm your father. I'm here. I know what you've done. I know where you're at. I know where you were hiding. I know the shadows that you were in. Don't be afraid of my voice. Don't be afraid. Allow me to speak to you. And a lot of preachers like to talk about what happens next, which is the curse and the serpent on his belly and painful childbirth and all those things. But I want to take you to verse 21. And you can keep your eyes closed if you want. You can open them. But verse 21 says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. God was teaching a lesson, but God also provided. God is a God of provision. And yeah, there there was some, some learning that had to happen there. But God went to the shadows where Adam and Eve were hiding and picked them up out of those shadows and said, I got you, son. I got you, daughter. I'm not only, you know, just going to do this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide for you. I'm going to give you what you need to cover your shame. 
I never intended for you to choose between right and wrong, good and evil, but we're there, and I'm going to provide for you no matter what. No matter what, I'm going to provide for you. Despite our sinfulness, God is willing to provide for us, willing to clothe us. Now, I'm a parent, and, and this taught me a good lesson because there's so many times where my kids did something wrong and I, I looked for creative ways to punish them, you know, so that they would learn. Uh, you know, like when my son spread those little tiny styrofoam beads all over the room because he thought it looked like snow and it was fun to play in. Yeah, well, times like that, I'm like, well, you're going to pick every single one of those up. I know we have a vacuum. We're not going to use it, okay? Just pick them up, okay? You know, that's that was my parenting. And I'm, I'm sure some of you can relate to what I'm saying here. But God did something different. He said, I know you screwed up. But look at this. I'm going to make you clothes. I'm not going to ask you to make your own clothes. I'm going to do it for you. And I'm going to clothe you. And I'm going to cover your shame. And we're going to live together. And you're going to hear my voice. Sin makes us afraid of God's voice. Sin separates us from God. But our God is a, a God of provision who reaches down and picks us up and goes into those dark places where we're hiding and says, where are you? Where are you? And maybe you haven't heard from God. Maybe you think you haven't heard from God. Maybe there's something in your life right now that's separating you from hearing from God. Maybe there's a relationship in your life that's separating you from hearing from God. Maybe there's sin in your life that's separating you from hearing from God or that's making you afraid to hear from God. But tonight, I, I, because I'm up here and, and I get to ask you to do stuff with me, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to do something with me tonight. And we're going to do this together. Okay? Uh, God's, God's calling to us right now. He's saying, where are you? And all we have to do is say, speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. That's all we got to do. And he wants us to do that. He wants us to hear from him. He wants us to be close to him. He wants us to live by his spirit. He didn't intend for us to choose between right and wrong. He wants us to live by his spirit. And then we don't have to worry about that. Because the Spirit's never going to lead us into something that's wrong. So if we live by His Spirit and live by His voice, we're going to be walking in His path that He wants for us. And so tonight, we're going we're gonna to all stand. And I'll, I'll ask that you all stand with me. And we're going to pray. Because God is asking us, where are you?
And if you'll pray with me as we pray together. And if you don't know what to pray, all you need to pray is, God, here I am. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's all I ask that you say. All right? And if if you're embarrassed, just hit your neighbor and say, he told me to say it. Okay? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So if you'll pray with me. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for everything that you're doing in this house, in this place, and how you speak. And Father, I just pray for all of our ears that we would have ears to hear your voice so that we could live by your spirit and not by the rules and regulations, but by your spirit and you will guide us in the right way. Father, tonight, I pray that we don't hide from your voice, that we don't get afraid of your voice and hide in the trees. Father, I pray that we would hear your impressions, that we would hear your leading, that we would hear your whispers. Father, that we would hear you speak. And Father, I pray for every person in this house and every person that's listening online, that if there is something that's separating them from hearing your voice, that you in this moment would remove that and that you would speak to your children, that they would hear your voice. Father, speak. Your servants are listening. We want to hear your voice. We want to know your voice. Father, it's a familiar voice that we've been hearing our whole lives. And Father, we want to know it. We want to know you, Lord. Father, thank you for everyone in this house. And thank you for speaking to everyone in this house. You are a good father. And you are a gracious father. And you speak. And we want to listen. And we want to respond. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The name that's above every other name, you clothe us in righteousness. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. What a great night. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Hopefully God spoke to you and spoke into your heart. I know the spirit was in this place. And so before we dismiss tonight, we are going to speak this bridge blessing. And if you'll say it with me, I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I will bless to live my best because I am a bridge builder. God bless you, Bridge. Have a great rest of your week. We're so glad you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ, send us an email at info at and let us know you made that spiritual decision. 
Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church family online for the first time, we have a very special gift for you. Send us an email at info at wearebridge.church to share some information on where we can send you that gift. We're so glad you joined us today, and we can't wait to see you soon. Be sure to stay connected, because we're so much better. Together. Together.